This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Amen. Let's jump right into the word of the Lord. Amen. How many excited about receiving something from the Lord here tonight? Because I got something for you. Amen. I've been praying, seeking the Lord. We're going to be getting into the third commandment. Somebody say number three. Third commandment is very powerful. And um, all of them are, are very powerful. Uh, but I believe this one here fits right in line to what we've been talking about here lately. About crucifying the flesh. Uh, walking after the spirit. Um, uh, so we're going to get into the third commandment. And uh, let's go to Exodus chapter number 20. And uh, we'll start right back there again. Amen. Exodus 20. And um, verse number verse number 7. Do I have a reader here tonight that can speak it and read it loud for all of us to hear? Exodus 20 and 7. Do I have a reader here? Anybody? Left side? Right? Okay, Sister Ruth, go ahead. All right. So what is the real meaning of the third commandment? Now, I, this, this commandment is very, can come across pretty strong once we dig into this. I need our hearts to be ready to receive what the third commandment teaches us. Everybody say amen. Are you ready to receive? All right. Anybody else? Do I have anybody else that's ready to receive? I got three amens and an oh me and an oh boy. All right. Um, we're going to take a fresh look at this, look at our life. And see if we can see ourselves in this, uh, in this commandment. Taking God's name in vain. I do have to apologize. I sent a text out today. And my dad was the only one, I guess, well, other people probably caught it, but just didn't feel like the correction needed to happen. But I put V-E-I-N in the text today. God is not in our blood veins like vain that way. Not take the Lord's name in our veins, but in vain, V-A-I-N. In so, um, usually I get it. if I misspell something. Usually a couple people shoot me a text and say, "Ha ha, you misspelled something." Um, but only my father did that, so I give him honor for you know giving me kudos for the, not pronouncing that or having that right. Auto correct it and pick that one up for me. Um, so it says uh, so it's about taking God's name in vain, or or whether it has a much bigger meaning rather than just saying God's name. Now, we're not going to really deal with too much about saying God's name in vain. I believe that that is um, inappropriate to do. I don't think we should, I know we should not call the name's Lord, His name in vain, right? But it's a bigger and broader than just saying the Lord's name in vain. It's a very important meaning, and um, it's about committing evil in the sight of God. Um, in the name of God. And it has very serious consequences about this third commandment. So it says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. 
In other words, do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. It is, uh, is, is translated, the word uh, take is actually a, a Hebrew word called Nassau, N-A-S-A. And the first time I read that, it was NASA, but it's not NASA, it's Nassau, N-A-W-S-A-W, which re- literally means do not carry the name. Do not carry the name of the Lord your God in vain. Somebody say carry. Though this command not cleanse, who will not hold him to be clean that carries his name in vain. Whoever carries his name in vain, the Lord finds you guilty. Somebody say guilty. You are guilty of saying you're somebody that you're not. Does your, I'm going to just kind of jump right in. Does your life present who you call God? If you say, you tell your neighbor that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, does your life look like you are a follower of Jesus Christ? If you do not follow the Lord Jesus Christ and you say you do, and your life produces a different fruit than what the Word of God says, then you are living in vain. We, many people uh, will pray in vain. How many will, uh, you see it all the time, I'll pray for you. And it's emptiness really coming at me. You're not really going to pray. You're just saying you're going to pray. I have done some painting on houses and stuff, and, and I make it very important every time I'm painting a house or I'm doing something for somebody, I pray for that home. And at the end of I'm, I'm done painting or doing something in their home, I tell them I have prayed for your home. And I tell them that I have already prayed for the home. I don't say I'm going to pray for your home. I have already prayed for you in your home. It's amazing how people, how many people, even they believe in God or not, they say thank you for praying for my home. So I pray for people, and then I'll tell them I have, I have prayed for you. There's many times that we'll use words that, that God, who God is, and, and we'll re- misrepresent God. And when you misrepresent God with your actions, you are going against the law of the third commandment. The Bible says he will not hold you guiltless. In other words, he will not cleanse you. He will not clean you. He will not. Um, he, he, he will be one that is against you if you are carrying his name around in vain. So other verses in the Bible that use this Greek word or this Hebrew word carry. So the same expression uh, for take being carry is found in Joshua chapter number 3. Let's go to Joshua. Joshua chapter number three and Joshua chapter number six. So let's go to let's just jump to Joshua chapter number six. Um, actually, let's go to three first, and then we'll jump over to Joshua six, verse number chapter number three of Joshua, verse number six. It says, and Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, "Take up." Somebody say, "Take up." the Ark of the Covenant, and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Now, what was something very important about the Ark of the Covenant? What did you have to do, and what kind of person do you have to be to be able to carry that Ark? You had to be sanctified and set apart, right? You had to be 
a, tri- a part of that tribe. The verse, verse number five before that, and Joshua said to the people, "Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you." In other words, it says Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, "Take up the ark of the covenant, carry the ark." When you carry that ark, you are identifying with that ark. When you are taking the Ark of the Covenant and you put it up on your shoulders, you are representing the Ark of the Covenant. You are part of carrying uh, the presence of the Lord. And you are identified of who you were. You were identified that what you were carrying. And if you misrepresented the Ark of the Covenant and you did not do things in the, in the, in the, uh, the steps and the, uh, in, the, in the right order, they would die in their place. In fact, if they would touch the Ark of the Covenant, they would they would die. We find that buried out in Scripture, Joshua chapter number 6. Let's go there real quick. Chapter number 6, verse number, I believe it's verse number 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Pass on, compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. In other words, to carry to lift up, to take on, to lift up or to carry away the Ark of the Covenant and pass before the people. We can imagine, if you will, the Levites lifting up and carrying the Ark of God in the proper manner. Everybody say proper manner. You call upon the name of the Lord. You say you're a child of God. You better not carry his name in an improper manner. It is misrepresenting the King of Kings, misrepresenting the Lord of Lords, misrepresenting what you're taking on, you're carrying. We can imagine the Levites picking up and carrying the staves of the ark, lifting it to carry the ark in the proper, another word here, it's used as honorable manner that God had commanded him, commanded them. Like manner, the Levites. Levites, lifting up and carrying the ark in a proper manner as God commanded. So we are to lift up and carry God's name honorably. Somebody say honorably. It's good to lift up the name of the Lord in an honorable way. We talked a little bit about what we say and what we, what we perhaps do on Sunday and uh, uh, about what our words can do. They can destroy, they can lift up, or they can tear down. The Bible says the power, there is life and death in the power of the tongue. Life and death in the power of the tongue. So if I say that I am a child of God, but my words are far from the word of God, then I better be careful. I am living in vain. In other words, be honorable when you take on the name of Jesus Christ. We are all a part of God's family. Um, Also, let's see, Jacob, before he died, asked Joseph, his son, to carry, there's that same word, carry him honorably out of Egypt and bury him with his past family members. Find that in Genesis chapter number 47. Um, Actually, let's just turn there, Genesis 47. Let's, let's Let's take a time and look at it. Um, Genesis 47. Forty-seven, verse number 30. 
says, but I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. And he said, and I will do as thou hast. That same word of carry in the, in the uh, Hebrew in the Ten Commandments is the same word that's being described here, to carry me out. In other words, put me in the place of my family. I want, to be, I want to be in the same place, in the same category, if you will. I want to be with my fathers. I want to be with my family. I want to be, I want to be identified with them when I die. In other words, when I pass from this earth, elder, I want to be identified with my father in heaven. I want my bones to be saying, crying out from this earth that he lived for the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be looked at on the grave saying that he just did all that, but he did it in vain. I want it to be identified with my father. What does it mean to carry God's name honorably? Not in vain. Thank you for asking. It means that if we are to claim and to profess ourselves to be Christians as followers of Christ, and the sons of God, and our heavenly Father in heaven, or followers of Christ and the Son of God, and our Father in heaven, then we should be careful to think and to speak and to live our lives lovingly, respectfully, and faithfully to obey God's laws and commands. It's how loose we are with our mouth, how loose we are with our life how loose we are with our actions, how loose we are in the kingdom of God, but yet we're putting on the robe of Jesus Christ at the same time. I wonder how much that we truly do represent God through our actions. Driving down the road, going to work, doing things. You know, I, I met somebody this week, and... Um, you never know who you know, and you never know who they know. Um, and I was um, doing some work for somebody, and um, it's actually a neighbor of my father's, and and um, and uh, Sue. Um, Sue Robinson, and uh, I said, "Where do you work, Sue?" And she said, "Well, I work for uh, I, um, the public library." I said, hey, do you know a, a Shanika? She said, yeah, I know Shanika. She's a wonderful person. She had a great witness. And I hope that when she, if she sees Sister Shanika, she can tell Sister Shanika, you know what? Tim Bryan is a, is a good guy. He, he obviously walks after the Lord. I don't want my witness to be a false representation. I want my work, I want my uh, life to be honorable in the sight of God. I want my witness not to be carried in vain. So God is our Father. We are part of this family. How we represent this family and how we represent God are important in, our, in the community. Um, before I go any further into this family thing, let me just stop and say this. Um, when we're part of the family of God and the family of the kingdom of God, that's great, but you're also part of the family of Lifeway family, right? And we don't want to misrepresent Lifeway. Is that all right to say that? 
We want people, this, we want our name, the Lifeway, it's the church that we have, the place where we worship, to glorify God. And when people think of the people of Lifeway, we want them to think the good things of God, that we represent the Lord Jesus Christ and we don't act or do things in vain. Um, I've seen bumper stickers of, uh, on people's cars and they have their church name on it and they're not really acting like probably the pastor would want them to act or even God wanted them to act. And, you know, it's just like, um, well, well, okay, they're mis- they must be rep- misrepresenting. <laughs> they are misrepresenting the name that they call on. So the Bible says that God is our Father. And if we can turn to First John chapter number 3, it says God is our Father, and we'll read this here in just a moment. And as our Father, He has the right to make the family house rules. Amen. He made it. He made everything that we have in this earth. He has made the heavens and the earth. He, he made you and I. So he has the, uh, the authority to make the house rules. He has begotten children, or we are the children of God. And we are to live honorably and to carry God's family name honorably and not in vain. We should not carry the Lord's name. Carry his name in vain. But rather uplift carry his name honorably. First John chapter number 3. Um, somebody want to read that aloud for me? Anybody? Jacob, read uh, 1 John 3, 1 through, 1 through 3. All right. It gave me a moment to get there in my Bible too. It says, 1 John chapter 3, let's, let's look at it again. Let's go a lot more line by line. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Does the Lord see you, or does, does this world see you, let me see, does this world see God in you? Or are you a misrepresentation of the Lord? Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Uh, and every man that hope that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he also is pure. we got to notice here something. That, is, that children of God in the family of God, are to, we are to purify ourselves from our selfish, carnal nature, which in 1 John 2 says, which is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And to carry God's name honorably by developing the character and the mind of Christ. Many people, when they walk with the Lord, they stop growing along the way. And they start just relying on the preacher or relying on somebody to just to teach them things so they can feel good about it. But really what needs to happen here is we need to have a total character mind renewing. That we need to have uh, put on the mind of Christ. Therefore, when our mind is changed, when our mind and heart is following after the Lord, our body will soon follow. When we put on the mind of Christ and the love of Christ and we start acting, we start or in our mind we start thinking on the things of God. We begin to meditate upon him. We begin to love him. Our body will soon follow and then out of our body's actions, if you will, people will see that we represent 
Christ. Um, I'll get into any specifics maybe right now about what that looks like. Well, maybe I might. Um, has anybody ever acted a certain way then had to go apologize to somebody? Everybody done that? Randy, thank you. I think you're, you just threw that hand up in the air. You're saying that because Tamela would have just whacked you right there if you didn't. Yeah. She, yeah. Apologize to our spouses. Apologize to, I think I've said this before, but um, I got upset one time. Not it was, it was a while ago. The kids were, it was maybe two or three years ago. And I got upset in the car about something, and it was something stupid. And um, had nothing to do with church. It's just life situations just got all bent out of shape. And I started physically getting upset. And I had to pull the car over, and I turned around and apologized to my kids. Why? Because I misrepresented Jesus Christ. You know, I, I, some of you know about the frozen ice cream cake that I had. I had a mix-up. Um, I had a birthday party for my daughter a couple weeks ago, and, and my wife said, hey, I need you to go pick up the ice cream cake. I'm on it. I go pick up the ice cream cake, go over to Dairy Queen. Here, I'm, pick up, I'm here to pick up an ice cream cake. They said, sir, what's your name? I told them my name. They said, they came back about five minutes later. We can't find the cake. We're so sorry we can't find the cake. It's not, uh, it must have been, it's gone somewhere. And I said, oh, that's fine. I'll wait. Just give me a free ice cream cone. They said, all right, we'll give you a free ice cream cone. I just took my moment to get something free. And, uh, and I so, uh, for, they said, absolutely, we'll give you money off on your cake. I said, no, don't take your money off the cake. Well, you know, you're fine. So we, we got in there, and she, she finally came out, and then the name was wrong on the cake. And I said, it's okay. Just her name's Ellie, not Gracie. And um, so she went back and got the cake and, and all this stuff. And she came back and, and got the cake, and, and finally uh, the cake was right. And I said, thank you, and, and all this stuff. I go home to my wife and I said, man, it was really a tough time with the cake. She said, what do you mean? I said, I went in there to buy the cake and they didn't have the cake ready. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I went to pick up the cake. She said, I didn't order a cake. I said, I just wanted you to go pick up the cake. And I said, that word was a little bit, I didn't catch the, the wording right. So what did I do? I, I, I went back to Dairy Queen a few days later, and I took my kids with me. And I pulled the manager out, and I said, ma'am, I have a confession to make. She said, well, what's that? And I said, um, I came and picked up a cake that I thought my wife had ordered, and she did not pay for it, and I didn't pay for it. Poor Gracie's parents paid for the cake. And I got, it, got Scott free on a cake, and I said, I'm here to pay for the cake. And I wanted you to pull you out, and I wanted you to apologize and my kids were like, oh, my word, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe this. But I wanted them to know, to know something. We represent Jesus Christ. And we do things honorably. And we don't take advantage of people. Somebody say amen. We represent Jesus Christ. I, I went to a, had a job this week. I don't do a lot of painting on the side, so don't y'all just don't call me about getting some paint done. I do a little bit of paint on the side to help with bills and different things. And, and I don't do much during the year, but I did a job this past week. And, and uh, the job was coming out a lot better than what I thought. And I had, I had sold a certain amount of, I told them it was going to be this amount of paint, this amount of time, this amount of thing. And uh, I, at the last day yesterday, I went to the, to the site or went to the job. And I said, listen, 
it's not going to take nearly as much paint. Therefore, it's not going to take nearly as much time. So we're going to take about $500 off your bill. And they go, wow, that's, I appreciate that. And I said, I said, it's no problem. I just, you use better paint. We upgraded the paint. We use better paint. And there's a little bit left over. I said, but we're, it's, there's, there's a difference. I think it was about $450, I think is what it was. And uh, they looked at me, and it's like, we appreciate that so much. And I said, uh, and in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm representing Jesus here. i got to be careful what, how I treat people, right? So I, I began to do that, and then I told him, I said, all you owe me, excuse me, all you owe me was $450 after I, I kind of messed, put the numbers around. And, and I said, all you owe me is about $450. And they said, uh, so I finished up the job, and they came to me, and they said, here's $550. I said, it's forfeit that they said, I know, but we wanted to bless you with an extra $100. I said, well, thank you, Jesus. God takes care of us when we take care of others. And, you know, on this, during this job, I took, um, I went to Lowe's to buy some paint and different things. And I had $300. I never carried cash. I had $300 in my pocket cash. I was, I don't know why I withdraw that money, but I, I can't remember. But I was, had $300 cash in my wallet, and I was going to go buy a couple things. And uh, I was wearing these basketball pants, and I was walking through Lowe's, and, and I pulled my hands out of my pocket, and I went home, and then I realized I only had uh, $60 in my pocket when I got home. I don't know about you, but $300 is a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, so I was in panic mode. I didn't tell my wife. I said, something's wrong. I was running through the house. Looked out in the car, looked under the car. I got to go back to Lowe's. Why are you going back to Lowe's? It doesn't really matter. I'm going to Lowe's. I went to Lowe's, ran up to the customer service desk, and I said, I said, ma'am, I don't know. This is a long shot, but did somebody find $240 here at Lowe's? And she says, well, I really don't think so. And another cashier right next to her, she says, how much was it? I said, $240, and it was all 20s. She said, yeah, we have that. It's right here in the safe. God takes care of people that are honest and have good integrity. When you represent him, God will represent you. I, I truly believe in being honorable in our dealings. When we represent Christ, Christ will begin to represent us and begin to take care of us. We don't do things just in willy-nilly. If you're carrying the name of Jesus, you better be careful how you treat people, how you uh, I don't know how many times that I've done, uh, done jobs. I did a job for my neighbor uh, a couple years ago, and, and it was taking a lot longer than I had. I had completely underquoted this one, and I was feeling bad for myself. I had apologized for my wife because it was taking a lot longer than this job, and I was starting to almost lose a little bit of money on it. And the, and the, but I was, I was always kind. I was prompt, and I was all these things. And I told her I had been praying for her home and her family, while I was working there, and at the end of the job, she said, Tim, she said, I, I know you're doing work for the Lord, and I know you're, you're a pastor, so we wanted to give you an extra $200. I'm like, what? I'm here to tell you, God will always bless you. God will always keep you if you are honorable and represent him correctly. Because we're taking on the name of Jesus. We are saying that... I. I you know, people expect more out of the people of the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, they will despise you, but when it's time for prayer, they will come to you. Man. So, as the children of God, as part of the family of God, 
and a representation of God, we got to be careful and we got to put on the mind of Christ. Philippians 2 5 said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We carry God's name honorably by developing character and the mind of Jesus Christ. Apostle John was inspired to remind us that if we claim to know God and do not want to carry God's name in vain, then we are lovingly keeping God's commandments. If you claim to know God and don't want to carry his name in vain, you got to lovingly keep his commandments. I want to honor God. I want to be a blessing to the kingdom. I want to represent the Lord honorably. I was telling somebody this week that there are, there are less and less people that, are, um, that communicate well, that they misrepresent God because they don't follow up. They don't, they don't, they don't treat people with respect and kindness and joy and, and love. They are misrepresenting the King of Kings. 1 John chapter number 2. Um, yeah, 1 John chapter 2, just the next page over in your Bible. Verses 2 and 3, I believe, no, 3 and 4. It says this, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. People know that you know Jesus when you keep his principles and keep his commandments. I don't know how many times that I've heard that people come up to me and say, you, do you know the Lord? Well, yes, I do. Do you know? Yes, I do. People know you when you, I mean, I, I've talked to um, employers and, uh, you know, I've worked in the workforce and all this stuff. And, and it seems like the uh, people that are looking for people just uh, to, to hire, the first thing that they hope that they do is they just show up on time. Right? You know what? If you can get people just to show up when they say they're supposed to show up, that's a big deal. Uh, at this house I was working at, they were doing $30,000 remodel to their home. They're doing all this work to their home. And they were so frustrated that the people wouldn't show up when they said they were going to show up. And they say, Tim, thank you for showing up when you say you're going to be here. I was never too early. I was never late. I actually walked, I parked around the parking lot. I was five minutes early, and I parked a block away. Because I wasn't going to surprise them at five till. And I wasn't going to be late five minutes late. And about... One minute till I rolled up at the house. I was right on time. I was going to be there when I said I was going to be there. They were expecting me at that time. I'm here to tell you, when we represent Christ, there are things that are honorable to do. Amen? And if you can't make it there, you call ahead and say, I'm, I'm running. It's hard to get people to call into work and say, I'm not going to be there today. People just, no call, no show. That's, uh, we're representing Jesus Christ. Amen? Um. Verse number three, three again, hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him. This is going to get tough now. How many love the word of God? I'm not calling anybody a liar. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Oh, snap, y'all. It just got real, didn't it? If you say you know Christ... But don't love him and keep his commandments. The Bible says you're a liar. I didn't call you a liar. The Bible does. But whosoever keepeth his word, 
I like it. it always, there's always a way. There's always an opposite uh, direction. If you do this, you're a liar. But I like those conjunction words. Thank the Lord for it. But whosoever keepeth this word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. And he that saith he abideth in him ought, also, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Keeping his commandments. Loving his word. So, and we ponder the depth of the meaning of the third commandment. It's more than just saying his name. Um. So when we walk in this community, you walk into your neighborhood, and everybody knows you're living for the Lord. Everybody knows you're a child of God. Everybody knows that you, well, you say that you're a child of God, and they, we're walking around misrepresenting him. We are, I could put it this way, and if I'm out of context on this, somebody correct me after service, but don't do it now. Do it after service, no. It's almost like you're just spreading gossip about the Lord. Because you're lowering his name in the sight of the community. Um, you're misrepresenting. Because I don't know how many times it says, if that's what Christ is, I don't want no part of that. If that's what church is all about, I really don't want no, no part of that. If that's really who Jesus is, then I really don't want to be a part of that. There needs to be people. We need to be a people of the name of Jesus that are filled with joy and peace in the Holy Ghost and believe that God can perform miracles at any time. God can save people at any time. God is loving at all times. We are representing the King of Kings. We are representing the Lord. So when we look at the depth of the meaning of the third commandment, to not carry the Lord's name in vain, we come to recognize or realize that many so-called Christians what are breaking the third commandment. And, well, the fourth commandment in Exodus 20 and 8, um, we actually teach uh, that God's law um, people will say that, well, I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to get into next week's study. Um, the plan of God is revealed on how we represent him. Salvation is revealed to people around you on how you walk and how you act. How many times do you throw that fishing pole out there and break it and say, I'm not fishing ever again? When the Lord said, just cast it on the other side, brother. You know, how many times that, that we mis misrepresent God, mis misrepresent the laws of God. God help us to not carry the name in, in a vain, vain way. Because um, the plan of God and the power of God is revealed on how we act and how we um, how we present ourselves to the community. How we present ourselves to the body of Christ is, is a representation of Jesus Christ. Does your community, does your family, does everybody around you look at somebody who's always down in the molly grubs, waking up on the wrong, I say that a lot, waking up on the wrong side of the bed, is always defeated, always in sorrow, always in pain, always in turmoil? Is that a good representation of Jesus Christ? Representation. 
God has no, God does not want us to live. In, in fact, if I have an infirmity, if I, have, if I have people coming against me, if I have people despising me, the Bible says, count it all as joy. So in the midst of crucifying or in the midst of somebody attacking me, I can say, that's, that's just the joy of the Lord. I, 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 can, I can have joy in the, in the midst of people despising me and hating me and and they're going to see the salvation of the Lord. They're going to see the revelation of God. The Bible says, with joy he endured the cross. He looked upon what the prize was of you and I walking with him in the streets of gold. And that says, I'm going to do this with joy. It will be painful, but I'm going to have joy in my heart. There's going to be a day that, God, we will walk with the Lord in heavenly places. So it doesn't matter really what happens around us down here. I'm going to be healed one day. I'm going to have joy uh, unspeakable and be full of glory and walk in the streets of gold. I'm going to be worshiping him one day. So this just this light affliction for this short amount of time is, is worthy to endure for the power that is set before us. So our representation of God literally spells and speaks out the plan of salvation. When we tell our testimony about Jesus saved us, how he kept us, how he preserved us, if you will, and how he washed our sins away, um, that is a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done in our life. When we truly, lovingly, and respectfully keep this third commandment, of carrying God's name and or or, or to living his in, in, in live carrying his name honorably and carrying his name carefully, carrying his name lovingly, and then every aspect of our life needs to be examined. Our words, our thoughts, our conduct, our business practices, the way we drive way we respond to our employers, the way we respond to our spouse, the way we respond to our children, the way that we respond to our family, the way that we respond to the church family is all intertwined with this third commandment. How are you carrying God's name? How are you living God's name? Does your conversation develop or does your con conversation uh, show God's presence? When you're behind closed doors, does it represent God's presence? When you're on the phone, does it your conversation represent God's love for the true riches, which is the person on the phone with you? Does your conversation have the mind of God? Uh, um, let's go to Matthew, and I'll close with this. I'm about done. Some of the scriptures here, but I'm going to be up against it. Um, Matthew chapter number five. Um, I don't know why God does this, but the first two books of the Testaments, Genesis and Matthew, are. Mean a lot to me personally, and uh, they speak very profound to me. 
Um, verse number 17, it begins. This is the kind of the talk of the soul of the earth. And the Bible teaches us that we are the soul of the earth. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill it. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, uh, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Let's read on. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least one of these least commandments shall and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. It's a testimony. God wants to fulfill the law in you so you can testify of the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? He wants us to love the commandments and live after him so much that we will be a testimony of his great name and his kingdom. Maybe in a, a nutshell, a good place to maybe to finish up this study here tonight. So that's the plan of God for our life right there. That's the plan. Our testimony is how we love God and how we represent him in this life. 19 against whosoever that therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so. I, God help me to teach my children to love the things of God. Because I, if I live not the things of God, I'm teaching them that too. Um, if, I, if I'm not faithful to God in prayer and study and, and coming to the house of God, if I'm not faithful, I am teaching the next generation that it's not important. Amen? I'm teaching the next generation that it's not important. Um, we was here for prayer uh, Monday night, and thank you all that, that could make it. I know many had obligations and things, and you could not make it, and I appreciate you praying with us even when you're not here. And um, at the end of the prayer time, um, Sister Ose was up here praying with her kids. And it was something very powerful to me that I, that, um, um, that, that I, that I witnessed. She was up here um, sitting down, and her kids were around her, and she began to read Scripture. And uh, you, correct me if I'm wrong, they begin to read the Scripture with you. Is that right? And they begin to read the Scripture. And they were following their mother with the Scripture. And then she began to sing a song. They all began to sing together. And then there was more scripture. And then they sang another song. You probably sang two or three songs, didn't you? Yeah, three songs. And uh, um, so I, it, what that is is teaching the children the importance of the revelation of the word of God. This is a part of our life. It was about 15 to 20 minutes of, of prayer and sing and to, uh, and to read the word of God. If you teach them to do that, they're going to be a lot better off than not doing that at all. Because if we don't show them the Word of God, we don't show them how to read the Word of God. We don't show them how important it is. We don't discuss the Word of God at home. Then it's then we're misrepresenting the Lord. I, I tell the kids all the time. I said, "What did you learn in class? What did you learn in church today? What did you what did you learn to the Word of God?" And um, and we talk about scriptures. We talk about the things of God. We talk about how to act in public. We talk about how to how to be mindful of other people's time. Other, be considerate when you go to somebody's house. They went to the Sillins' house. I hope they were respectful today. I had a good talk with them before we got there. 
I would talk to them afterwards if they didn't represent their mom and dad right. Everywhere we go, we, we, we want to represent the Lord. We want to represent the name that we call upon. Amen? The Bible says, we might as well read Exodus 20 one more time, then we'll close. Exodus 20, thou shalt not take the name, carry the name, honor the name, worship the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will hold you guilty. Now, sometimes we can, the, the, the King James Version, the, the words we kind of get lost. It says, the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. But the Bible, what that means is he will hold you guilty. God, help us. Amen? God, help us to represent the name of Jesus Christ. Held it with honor, with joy, and peace. And God help us to do it in a place not in vain. Amen. Let's stand together. First five commandments, and um, I don't think I mentioned this. The first five commandments deal with a certain subject, is our relationship with God. Um, no other gods before me, no graven images, um, don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy, which is the Holy Ghost, um, um, and then um, the... I think it's one through five. Then the six through six through ten talks about our relationship with one another. And um, I, I want us to know that when it comes to the Lord, we need to represent Him correctly. We need to get these commandments, these laws, and loving them in our heart and living them the way God would want us to live them. I hope tonight made sense. Did it make sense tonight? Um, I try to be practical in how I bring it out to hopefully give some life lessons that we can live by to be honorable in the community. Um, um, I told somebody, if I put the name of our church on that van, you better not cut anybody off. You better not speed. You better stop at every stoplight. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's actually against the law for somebody to speed with kids in the van. Did you know that? They can go to jail for that. So don't be going to jail. If you're driving the van, God help you. Right? Don't drive it in vain. All right, um, but uh, amen. God, let's pray right now and ask the Lord to help us. If there's anything in your life that has been misrepresenting the kingdom of God in his name, I want us to repent of that and ask God to help us, to strengthen us, to carry his name honorably and with love. Let's do it right now. Jesus, Lord, I love you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.